0: Let's pray. Lord, I ask that as I speak, that I would speak the words you want me to and nothing else. Amen. I am very tired. And I'm always tired. But if I look extra tired, it's because I've been at camp all week. (laughs) I'm real tired. But God is good. And uh, I have ways that I serve at camp as well. And uh, I do that because of how great God is. And, um, you know, I, I want to serve in the, the, the work that he is doing. It's incredible. But boy, is it tiring. <laughs> but I'm still here. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and a little bit of what I'm speaking about, I actually got from a conversation that I had with somebody this week. I got from uh, messages that I've been hearing. And it's just, it's so nice to be able to be filled in all these ways, especially when you then have to go preach somewhere, and you're very tired. (laughs) Um, But God is so, so good. And in the scripture, it says that um, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, not just your heart, all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength, and I don't think that's being redundant at all. I think that we, it's this act of giving everything that we have, everything. How many of us can say that we give everything? I'm gonna put my hand down real quick. Anybody? <laughs> nobody, nobody, okay. So to give God everything is just incredible to think about giving everything. A- and I think about a few people in the Bible. Um, anybody know the story of Enoch? You know, the really, really big story of Enoch, it's about this big in the Bible, and I'm talking about, like, lines-wise. It's very small. But this guy gets a mention in the Bible. And, and it wouldn't be cool, though, to be mentioned in the Bible. Like, you're just... The story of your life is worth being mentioned in the Word of God. And, and um, in the, uh, basically, what, this, what that Scripture says is, Enoch walked with God... And then he was no more because God took him away. Like, that's amazing. He walked with God, obviously so faithfully, that then he's just no more. God takes him away. He's off the earth. He's with God for the rest of eternity. He didn't have to die, he didn't have to grow old. Like, there's none of that. He just got really early retirement, time to go. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's basically all we know. But I think that is worth mentioning. There's only two people that have ever not died. And you could say, well, you could think about, like, God, but even Jesus has died. He died for us. He gave everything. Talk about giving all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He was giving his life for us. And so thinking about Enoch, where he, he lived his life for God, and then he doesn't even die. God just takes him away. says, all right, you're coming with me. Um, did I tell you the story about William Borden uh, a few months ago? Somebody lived his life for God, and then he died at such an early age. Well, I think some people, they, they like power through everything. They give God everything. They live wholeheartedly for him, and they live amazing lives, and then whoop, they're gone, just like that. And God takes them away. Um, The other person in the Bible that never died is Elijah. Um, Anybody know Elijah? You know, Mount Carmel, fire coming down, really, really epic story. But something that not everybody knows is after that really, really, literally mountaintop experience, he had a really low experience where now he's running for his life. And he was very depressed and extremely extremely unhappy with what his life was you can look at people and say wow look at what God just did in their lives look what they did and and well then there's consequences sometimes you do really really good things for God and then everybody comes after you people are actually trying to kill you and Elijah he did so many amazing things living his life for God and then in the end, God whips him away in a fiery chariot. It just came down, picked him up, and brought him up to heaven, which is incredible. That, um, those are the two people that never died, two people that lived their lives for God. And then he's just like, all right, it's time to go with me. How many of us can say we'd be good for that? We're ready for that. God God could be bringing a fiery chariot just for me any day. Who who of us can say that? We can't say that, can we? Um, And uh, then I think about Elisha. Elijah and his uh, uh, person he was training, Elisha. Different, almost the same, different. (laughs) And Elisha, I don't know what was wrong with him. He saw all the great things that Elijah did. But he also got to see, uh, I'm sure, many of the low points uh, that Elijah had. And Elisha says, give me a double portion. Basically, all those incredible things that that, uh, Elijah did for God, you know, give me a double portion, I want twice as much. And along with that generally comes twice as much of the pain and suffering that goes along with that. So give our lives for God, not that we're all going to die or get a chariot, but to give our lives for God, do we know what we're asking when we say all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? All of it. We're, we're saying we would give a lot. Um, and, and then um, you think about Job and the tragic story of Job. Who of us wants, you know, God was bragging about Job. Like, have you considered my servant Job? That's incredible that God would say, Have you considered my servant? Insert your name there. That would be amazing. That God would think so well of us, like that. That's my son. That's my daughter. They live for me. They do amazing things in the world because they want what is truly best for others. Um, But Job, oh my goodness, all the suffering that that. That came on his life. I'm not saying that you're gonna when you follow God, just you're gonna endure so much suffering. But when we live for God, do we know what we are saying we would do? Um, all of your heart is your heart all in it. Are you in it for the right reasons? Have you ever seen somebody that they um, like? They go to church, they help out in maybe a lot of ways, but they're not really in it for the right reasons. They're in it because they want to do nice things. You know, they have a nice heart, but not necessarily a godly heart. Isn't there a difference between good and godly? You know, God is good, but what the world sees as good is not always the same thing. And it's often a little bit skewed on what we know is helpful for us or for other people. You know, we're not thinking that we want to cause problems for other people, but we're thinking about the people that we know. And God's thinking about the entire world. And um, so to give all of our heart and to want truly what's godly um, is it, it's, it's really something. And how many of us can say that we've had a few things in our lives or maybe even currently that we're just not we're just not doing what God wants us to do a hundred percent. Oh, nobody. Okay, okay then. You guys are good. Um, I know that there are times when I am not living the way God wants me to, and I should. And we we often think well. I need to do better in this and i need to be careful of that and you know what i mean we we try to stop ourselves and correct ourselves but that's actually not quite how it works because when you try to um, you can't just change yourself you can't just take sin out god can take sin right out of our lives he can transform us but when god is doing that basically we need more of god in our hearts we need to say god here is my heart here is my life i want you to take it i want you to do what you want with me help me to be the person you want me to be fill me with your love and your goodness Um, god has so much love he sent jesus to die for us while we were still sinners while we were imperfect people he said you know what I'm ready for when they decide that they want to come and be a part of the family of God. And so he's going to send Jesus. He sent Jesus to pay the price for all the things that we've ever done wrong so that we could be with him someday. Um, and, uh, but we can't, just, we can't just take sin out of our own lives. We need God to help us, and we need God to fill us. It's kind of like when you're looking at your schedule, like, oh, my, like this past six weeks. Uh, It's been so crazy busy for me and uh, trying to fill my schedule. And people are like, well, I don't know if you have time for this. I'm like, I don't have time for anything. I have to make time for it. So, yeah, I will do whatever I can to help you out. But I'm going to have to make the time in my schedule somewhere. So I'm just going to have to, like, just pull some space in here and, uh, you know, real quick, throw it in. Like, Like, I have to make time. But our lives are the same way. Our hearts are the same way. We say, Lord, I want to live for you. I want to live for you. That is my heart's desire. But then we have to like jam it in there. And sometimes, you know, things come popping out. Like those things, like if it's not what God wants, (laughs) are you okay over there? If it's not what God wants, like those things can go. Those things can be taken out and we need to make room for God more than anything else. And when we have room for God, that is when we're able to truly see God doing amazing things. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have a mountaintop experience where fire gets coming down. Like, that's, that's amazing. Um, but I'll get, I'll, that's a story for another day. Um, all of our soul. God doesn't just ask for all of our heart, all of our soul, everything of who we are, more than just our heart. And you can look at some apples and they'll look really tasty. I I like apples. But um, sometimes you bite into it and you're like, what is wrong with that? There's a hole right through it. You look at an apple and say, wow, that looks good. And it's actually rotten on the inside. You know, we might look like we have a good heart. We might look like we have a good soul. But is that truly who we are deep down at our core? Is that the kind of person we are? Do we just look like a godly person? Or are we truly a godly person? Are we truly giving our lives to God? And uh, sometimes you know, we, we say, uh, well, I, I don't want to do such and such. Actually, the speaker we had the other night, he was, like, uh, he, he was talking about how he was... Um, Uh, at camp uh, one time, and he went because of a girl, of course. And uh, that's what they all say when people say they get to camp. I went to camp because I grew up to camp, I, so I guess I'm different. But he went to camp because there was a girl, and God was working in his life. And I've heard this same kind of story from a lot of different people. And then it's like God wanted him to come up for the altar call, and he's like, if I do that, she might think I'm a horrible person. Like, you ever have that kind of feeling, though? How many of us have had that kind of feeling? Like, I don't want to do such and such, because people are going to think I'm a horrible person, when really it's just us truly giving our lives to God. And when we truly give God our heart and our soul and every last bit of it, it doesn't matter what other people think. What matters is what God knows. What God knows is so much greater than what people think. And oh my goodness, people have some thoughts. They have some opinions. Oh, don't don't even get them started on rumors. Whew, I... You know, I actually, I didn't, I didn't have too many rumors about me when I was in high school, middle school, elementary school. Like, not a whole lot. There was one rumor about I was dating a certain person, and, uh, and they were all making fun of me because of that, which I wasn't. But, um, you know, just so you know. <laughs> but then I get, I get into, um, I start heading in the direction of ministry, and, you know, around Christians. Oh, no. Oh, those Christians, they can really conjure up a good rumor. <laughs> what is? I don't know what's wrong. We don't come here, hopefully, because we're well. We come here because we're sick. This is where we come to get well. We go to God. Not even here is this building. We go to God. This is just where we get together and say, okay, what's your problem? This is my problem. Now we need God. Like This is why we come to God, because we need to give him all of our heart, all of our soul, because, Lord, nobody can fix us like you can. Nobody can. But to give him all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. In Romans, it talks about the renewing of our minds, transforming us by the renewing of our minds. And uh, when we are able to give God our minds, he can renew our minds. Sometimes people think, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. And and, um, and like um, uh, when you talk about swearing, and it's like, well, I, I can't, I can't not swear. But it's like, that's what they hear. That's the way they're thinking. And it's not always so much the word, sometimes it's the attitude of the heart that we have. And, um, but God's, God renews our minds. Whatever it is that we have in here that we need to get out, we need to replace it with God. It's the same way that He fills our heart. He will fill our minds. He will renew our minds, fix our minds. If there's something that we're like, God, I need this out of my head. You know, I'm always thinking about this. I'm always negative. Whatever it might be, we can have it replaced by God, but we have to give Him all of our mind. Because I think I've said this before, where we try to say, Lord, I really need you to fix this. But please don't touch this, you know. I just, I need you here. Like, why are you working over here? I need you here, God. And God's like, now wait a second. You want me to fix that. But do you have any idea that that is actually because of that? Like, you, you say that you want me to fix this, but this is because you're hanging around these people. And you say, no, these people are fine, but they're having a terrible influence on your life, and that's why you have this problem. When we don't give God all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we're saying to God, you can only work in this area, and he's like, what am I supposed to do with that? You don't allow me to do what needs to be done. And we can say to God, I want to give you my life. But will we truly? to give? And God doesn't just, yeah, you know, he gives his free will. We have the freedom to choose. And sometimes he pressures us more than other times. But he really wants our permission. Because if we don't give him permission to work in our lives, why is he going to force us to do what we don't want to do you know maybe it'd be way 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 better for us but he is not going to force us he almost always just says whatever you want and whether it's good or bad he lets us do what we want but when we say god i will give you all of my heart all of my soul all of my mind all of my strength then he's he has the freedom to work. And there's always more. We all, nobody's perfect. No, nobody, in case you didn't know that. None of us are perfect. We all need God to be working in us. And sometimes I just think after I've done something and, and it might just not seem like a big deal, but I'm like, oh my. <laughs> these poor people got to deal. people in this world they have to deal with me i'm pretty sure that god gave me a job as a as a minister because i i do i can't do anything else and so if he gives me this job he has to do the work because you, you can't have a pastor or anything like that if they're not, if they're going to do it themselves you need god and so, you know, he just gave me the job that he just has to do all the work. I just have to listen. Is that Tyler, open your ears, listen, and then just, uh, you know, he's, he's got the puppet string. So he's uh, like, God, just let, God's like, Tyler, just let me, just let me take care of it. And I'm like, it's a good idea. <laughs> I need so much help in this world sometimes it's a wonder i even exist in this world how do i survive although i am kind of like a cockroach you can't get me down i I will pop back up i I can't do anything else but i'll pop back up so all of our heart all of our soul all of our mind and we can tell god all we want i can do this i can't do that because god says that's irrelevant it doesn't matter what you can't or can't do and when a god is like Tyler I know you keep telling me you can't do public speaking but then God blew my mind when he showed me that apparently he really can do anything God the God of the impossible truly is the God of the impossible he can do anything good he is good and sometimes we say to god like well that doesn't look good and god's like you're looking at it from the wrong perspective you get up here and you look from here and you, you tell me how that's not good and you know we could we could argue with god all we want well this and that and god can do the impossible let him renew your mind it's so so hard as christians being in the church whatever we're doing living our lives for god it is so hard to always have a heavenly mindset to have our minds set on things above and not on here because this is what we see we see this and often when you think about well this like people see numbers they like numbers and they like big numbers they want to see more they want to see more money they want to see more people this is what they want is that what's most important God would say, no. What is most important in in, in our lives is that we're growing closer to him, that we are growing as the people that God wants us to be. We can say what we want, and God's like, no. You're not having a heavenly mindset. You're not looking at it from my perspective. We need to lean on his understanding, not on ours. Because ours, we don't have the greater perspective where we can see everything. We can only see such a tiny picture of all of it at once. Um, all, of our, all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And actually, uh, I was uh, uh, substitute teaching for a science teacher once. And um, I, I got to hear a little bit of the class before he left and I took over. And he was talking about uh, a glass. And like people talk about how a glass is half full or half empty. Huh? Uh, like we, we can think about, like, there's a bunch of people, like, we're half full, half empty, right? And, and, and he's like, you're all crazy. The glass is always full. It's always full. You didn't empty out all the water, there's air in there. It's always full. Our perspective, what we are thinking, is often skewed. We can think, oh, it's only half full. And God's like, what are you talking about? It is full, I filled it right up. You just don't like what I filled it up with. We need to let God renew our minds. He will transform us and renew us. And In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God when we're doing everything for God, giving him all of our strength, he is then able to do amazing things. Every act of kindness we do, it makes a difference. Every time we say, God, I can't handle this situation. You take care of it. He will make a difference. He will use us to make a difference. in in uh, He will make a difference in our lives, but then so that we can make a difference in other people's lives as well. I think of um, a story that I heard one time uh, uh, there's this kid where uh, he was walking home from school and he's carrying a big stack of books and uh, some, some uh, guys come over and they're, they're picking on him, they slap his books out of his hands, they're all over the sidewalk. And um, so then this, this other guy sees and this, this other kid runs up to him. They don't really, they're not really friends or anything. But he, he helps him pick up his books. And he's like, wow, what'd you do, empty out your entire locker? And, and so that, and then he offers to help him carry all these books home. And so uh, then, you know, time go. Uh, well, and then he says, uh, you want to go play like football or something. And, and they, they actually start to hang out. They become friends. And years later, that, that kid that was being picked on, he becomes valedictorian. And he gets to give a speech. And as he's giving his speech, he talks about the day where he was going to commit suicide. He emptied out his locker so that his parents wouldn't have to. And he was on his way home to go take his life. That's what he was going to do. And then somebody, somebody cared about him. Somebody stopped, almost a stranger, and helped him carry his books home. Then they were hanging out. Sometimes, now, not every story is that dramatic. Sometimes it is, though. Sometimes what we do makes such a huge difference. And you can say, like, wow, that little thing made that impact. No, there's more to it. It's every single act. First, it's stopping to help them out. Then it's helping carry those books. Then it's saying, hey, let's go hang out. When we live our lives step by step, every act that we do every bit of our strength is for god we get to see god do amazing things and sometimes we don't know the uh, the full story i've heard so many times that people say like i never even told so and so or whatever person that was the impact they had on my life we don't always know the impact that we have but when we give god all of our heart all of our soul all of our mind and all of our strength God has the freedom to do so much in our lives and in the world. You know, he's he's not a dictator. That's not his goal at all. His goal is to love us and for us to be filled with that love that he has for us and to be overflowing with that love, to share it with everybody around us. That is how God makes a difference in the world. And yeah, sometimes God is protecting us from a lot of things. He'll intervene. He'll help us. He'll save us. He will help us. But at the same time, you can say, well, it's tiring. (laughs) I've been at camp for, well, camp started on Wednesday. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I was there before camp started. I'm exhausted. I started out camp exhausted. But everything that we do is worth it. Do not, uh, what is the Scripture says, uh, do not give up on what you're doing. Don't become weary. Because if you do not give up, you will produce a heart, you will be able to, something like that. <laughs> Don't give up. God is good. Things will get done. But when we give up, how are we supposed to expect it to happen? When we are pulling a wagon all the way over here, we gotta get it over to that wall. Oh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Never mind. God, you didn't help me. <laughs> you can't give up you gotta take it all the way across i was helping a man this week he did not want any help uh pushing a wheelbarrow of gravel or anything no 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 i got it i got it and um i said are you sure and he's like no no i got it he goes he gets a wheelbarrow full of gravel and he's part way up the hill and i'm like oh dear (laughs) i go over there he was tired and he i said are you sure you don't want help and he's like i would really like some help this man is such a nice man and he does so much but sometimes we need some help and god will get us that help but if we just give up if he had just gotten that wheelbarrow a little bit up the uh, up the hill and i just gave up how do we expect god to see it through completion if we just abandon that if we stick to what is good We keep on pressing on to do what is good, to do what God wants. He will make a difference. Now, I don't think that we know what we're saying when we say to God, I will give you everything. I don't think we fully understand. It's kind of like Job. I don't think we fully understand what we're saying when we say, God, I give you everything. I think of another person that said to Jesus, Help me overcome my belief. So, as we're closing out the service, you're welcome to come up to the altar. You can pray, sit in the chair if you'd rather. But come on up and say, Lord, help me to give you all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength. The band can come up. Um, it's a difficult thing. But I've been thinking about Because God is always asking more of us. Lord, what more do you want me to give you? What more do you want me to give? So as we're living our lives, is there something else that God wants you to give? Is there more that God is saying, you're holding that back? And let's just give God everything. Whether we're ready for it or not, we can come and say, Lord, help me to be ready. Help me to live this life that you want me to live. Lord, I ask that you would be with us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your love. You've given us everything. You sent your Son to pay the price for us. Lord, whether it's our heart, our soul, our mind, or our strength, the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think, or the things that we feel, Help us to give them all to you. Whatever we might be holding back, Lord, help us to give you everything. Amen. Lord, that I ask, I ask that you would be with each of us, that we would continuously give more and more of our lives to you, not because it's a sacrifice, Lord but because we know how great you are, how much love you have for us, and that we want to be with you every step of the way. Fill us with your spirit and your love as we go to live for you in every, everything that comes our way. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you love us, all the love that you have for us, the way that you provide for us, you take care for us, and you, you watch over us and pave the way It may not be an easy way, but you are always there guiding us through it, providing people to help us. Thank you.